today is a great day. I thought it was supposed to be just one rainy day. I thought, okay, it's going to be a good day. This is going to be a good day. Got, I know I'm getting things I got to do today. Had a therapy session first of the week. Three. I got lucky in scheduling with trauma therapists and open schedules. So I had three sessions. I am so glad that we were able to get an hour in all three sessions this week. Which people who have gone through therapy, especially trauma therapy, you know, you know how rare that is because schedules. Trauma therapists that deal specifically with trauma. I mean, there's not a whole slew of them out there, to be honest, that are very well versed in that. Uh, I'm dealing with tra childhood trauma and um, life transition and things going on um, and process of uh, moving and gaining independence and being self-reliant and that, even while suffering with chronic illness. So it's like juggling a huge feat. But I was fortunate. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a start for a good week. You know, Mondays usually manic Mondays, crazy Mondays. But I'm like, you know what? I woke up, looked at my vision board. Pray to God, you know, and uh, count my blessings. Thanks, my, thank my guardian angels, my loved ones in heaven, my fur babies. Um, and then uh, the day began. But I got lucky because I got three sessions each an hour, and that's hard because people, like I said, go through trauma therapy, you know what I mean? Um, you'll be lucky to get an hour in a week, maybe two, but usually it's a half an hour. Those are usually more open. You can't get a whole lot done in a half an hour. I mean, things that I need quickly resolved or help with making decisions, that's different, but um, oh my gosh, an hour is like amazing to have that kind of time with a therapist. Um, truly, truly helps. But uh, it's a rainy day, and I thought today's just going to be the rainy day, and that's it. And then I look at my radar and forecast on my phone, and I'm like, where did this come from? Rain Monday. Okay, all right, good day. Get things done. Yeah. Rain Tuesday. All right. Rain Wednesday. What's that saying? April showers bring May flowers. <sighs> really, Mother Nature, now this year you're going to decide to stay by that <laughs> saying. You're going to verbatim just going to keep it that saying now. <laughs> I think she's already drank enough hot toddies. Not hot tatas. Oh, I know y'all laughing at me on that one. Not hot tatas, hot toddies with Santa of North Pole. Nope. She's done. She's vacationing in Florida right now. She's one with the season with spring. So three days of rain, uh, you know, and I thought to myself, do I plant seeds? Because i got seeds going to both properties. Started Kentucky this year. It'll be the first year. I love wildflowers. I just love wildflowers. On that gal, on that woman, you know, I was that girl, you're vacationing and you're heading down south and driving to Florida and you'd see in these southern states, um, do not mow protected area. You know, I'm talking about off the side expressway and you see all these beautiful so many different colors of wildflowers oh my gosh i used to always just be like i would just want to stop on the expressway and take a picture you know what i mean just to preserve it you know and frame it hang it because just something with wildflowers and all the different colors and the different types of flowers and shapes and sizes and and it attracts so many like you know, pollinates, helps pollinate everything. You've got your bees, you've got your birds, but you've got your butterflies, and I love butterflies. So I told myself in Indiana, tried it out last year, it was just doing a row across in front of the fence. It was a random, because I really didn't think it would take. You know what I mean? I really didn't think it they would take. They took. And the wildflowers that I get are seasonal. So like with spring, you'll have your spring buds coming up, and then your summer buds in fall. So they kind of, you know, each of the wildflowers will, um, what I'm looking for, will bloom with each season. 
And then a backup property, because I love deer and I love wildlife, and, you know, of course, people who truly know me know that, you know. Animals have always had half a place in my heart my whole life. But I got a lot of deer foliage I planted, which is just like, it's almost like how human lettuce is for humans. And deer foliage is like deer lettuce for deer. But other animals uh, will eat it too as well. And it's really healthy for your ground and soil and things like that. Um, and then I plant wildflowers, but I've realized the deer foliage will dominate the wildflowers. I've tried sunflower seeds in the back of the property. Yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> okay, you go ahead and do that. Go ahead and do that with all with every single animal except for a dinosaur I haven't seen yet. I'm still waiting for the unicorns. Never know. It may be those lights you may see. If neighbors see, it may be the sparkling and twinkling and glimmer of the unicorns that come at night. You know, you never know. You never know. You never know what I have. They call me Snow White. <laughs> uh, but I still, I'm going to try again with the wildflowers. But this year, I'm going to keep the front of the gate open and just plant them around. But now I'm starting to think I may want to plant them going, if I'm looking at property in Indiana, to the left side by the tree. And I'm thinking I'm going to go that way with it too. Of course, I don't want um, to have to go through a wall of honeybees and wasps and you know, oh, and you have the hummingbirds. Oh, and hummingbirds love wildflowers. I'm just that person. I know someone that I connected with on social media. They literally, her and her husband, they started this. So they're really big in the environment. And um, they call themselves a great nuts, really earthy nature kind of people. They literally turned half of their front property. And I'm not joking. Half their front property. And they've done this since something 30 years in a row. Into all wildflowers. You want to talk about, I mean, first of all, they got the perfect amount of sunlight and shade. But you want to talk about absolutely breathtaking, beautiful. Oh, my gosh. I was thinking, no, no, no. That's, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'd probably lose myself if I walk out, you know, the front property if I did that. <laughs> Indiana, there's not even near enough acreage to do that. They got a lot of acreage. Uh, Kentucky, I'm hoping to be able to try, but that's going to be tilling property. Um, land and right now I'm still dealing with some issues with foundations so I don't know if that's going to be feasible but I'm going to plant some but I bought my uh, wildflower seeds and I have hummingbird wildflower butterfly deer foliage pollinates um, every year so it blooms every single year and it comes back thicker and thicker so I don't need to put any of that down it's already growing back but uh, I can't wait and I thought to myself yesterday you know what I went back and here I go again, going back through prior podcasts, and I planted the seeds around this time. I'll be darned, because it had two or three days of rain, that's why. I'm like, oh. I'm going to probably wish I planted them. But it's supposed to be cold again later this week, and you don't want that. Last year it wasn't as cold, so I may, be a, I may have been smart. Um, I might take part of Easter day and get those seeds planted and do something different. Uh, for Easter and get those planted, you know, so that way and get some soil in that. And um, that was one thing I had Eric do is to till over at least the front. But now I'm thinking I'll go to the left side. But it's just beautiful, you know, it's just something different, unique. And I love butterflies, wildflower seeds. Um, the wildflowers will bring in the butterflies, the hummingbirds. And I know, I know, I'm not great nuts all the way, but you know, sometimes I can be a little nutty. But I'm hoping I got sunflower seeds. I got a ton of sunflower seeds. I also got a ton of wildflower seeds. The sunflower seeds, I'm going to try it this year in the front. 
But I just note the squirrels and birds and that. Um, deer, no, not in the front. They're not gonna eat in the front of the property, but I, I'm never gonna waste them in the back of the property. I've not had one sunflower. I think I may have actually, I take that back. Maybe the smaller sunflowers, the Mexican sunflowers with the red. But, um, so because I never had them successfully take off backyard. So I'm gonna go put all the, all the sunflowers and put them in the front, see if they'll grow. And uh, it's something, you know, reminds me of a seasoned elderly woman member in Ukraine and the uh, Russian soldier was invading her town, her village, and her, I'm sorry, her town or city, and she went up to him and said, get some sunflowers and plant them after, you know. So I thought, you know, how, how nice, you know, do something nice back and, you know, remember but uh, that's just how I am. But I thought sunflowers appropriate this year. So I got like all kinds of varieties this year. I'm excited to see. Will they take? I know they take in Kentucky. I just don't know if it would be financially smart to even mess with trying to plant things around foundation that's going to probably get all dug up anyway. So we'll see. But uh, that may be part of my Easter day, you know? Maybe. It's going to be a unique kind of Easter. I'm welcome to new change, you know? And... Uh, that would be fun. I got some things I bought. I'm going to do something different instead of decorating Easter eggs. Just something that I can keep. Because eggs, of course, you can eat them or you can make them egg salad or whatever. And I'm not an eggs person. So um, I used to just get every year the plastic eggs where you can decorate and do different things with them in the craft area. Craft section of your retailers. But this year I got something totally different. So I'm excited. So it's going to be fun Easter. Um, and I don't plan on going anywhere this Easter. I plan on just celebrating once and being okay. Um, just taking time out for me. And I truly need it, you know? And to focus on myself, learn to be self-sufficient, self-reliant, and be okay to be just me, you know? And um, not to feel I have to constantly have someone because that's just unhealthy way that I have um, my thinking and the way I've lived. And it's not okay. And um, I'm learning to be okay would be by myself and of course I'll be connecting with those online and with my godchildren they're having people over and I was invited in that um, I'll call them my adoptive family but they know what's going on in that and uh, kind of just you know keeping things on the low and some things private so I'll be celebrating via video virtual and uh, connecting with them which is great you know you can connect with anybody video call and just celebrating Easter, but doing it differently, you know, via video. So I get some pictures too of that and share them on Easter. But uh, it's gonna be a different kind of Easter. I'm totally excited and okay with it. But today, since it's rainy, it's just in out. I've got a lot of appointments this week. I've got therapy appointments three times this week. And then tomorrow I have two hospital appointments to deal with uh, my Addison's. In oncology with ovarian tumor and some sites where some things have uh, went outside original site but uh, I'm going through different kinds of therapy in that but right now I need to find something where we have to come to a happy agreement and medium with the Addison's because um, I have to replenish some really critical important hormones and chemicals and things that my body are, is depleting and uh, this is why it's so important not to go through stress and not to be stressed and to remain as calm as possible. 
So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a busy week. That's all I gotta say. So I thought today it's just gonna be a me day. Um, I do my own hair, so I'm gonna trim my own hair. Um, with things I've gone through, and I understand what medical hair loss is like because I deal with it. When growing out my hair, I've always kept like underneath, not all, but part of underneath my hair, short, shorter. Some people say shaved, not that short, but uh, I have a really nice hair cutting set that I bought couple months ago so I used it once already it's super nice so um, I'll be doing that today and just taking a me day you know what I mean taking a me day and uh, you gotta take care of yourself you know even when you're going through a lot and uh, for me it's just freeing myself a little of time and um, taking therapy you know and incorporating it in my life with positive change not making the same mistakes, not making the same patterns, behavior, you know, choices. Choices with men. <laughs> hey, for people going, she has not made good choices with men for a while. Kim, for right now, Kim, I'm going to say this one thing, is that process with attorney, it's part of legal name change, it's part of this new chapter in that. I don't want people to think that this is a mad disrespect to birth parents, because it's really not. I made sure to ask one of my birth parents this late, uh, last year, um, when a conversation I had. Um, I hadn't really talked much with them um, over the years, here and there. There was a lot of things that had transpired to happen, and I felt like, um, I felt like they needed to have my back 110% and on the title how I feel I just felt like I didn't get that and I fought a lot of battles and I felt like I really needed that um, parental role models and support and I'm not saying with a calm adoptive family really their sole family that I didn't get that but really um, your parents should be first there to be there unconditionally and um, Everybody has secondary families, your soul family, whatever you want to call them, friends or family, you know, that's fine. But that's my opinion. It's not putting anyone down. It's not, you know, it's just how I feel. And uh, I'm working with therapists on that. And that's part of trauma is figuring out how to make peace with things and file folder in the brain and move on. But um, that's just part of what I'm going through. So um, I'm just going to keep it there. But today, you know, I need to have a me day. Because no matter what you go through, you gotta have a timeout. You gotta have, you gotta make yourself happy. You gotta do small things. Even if it's like today for me, I call myself at home spa day. That's my day. Um, and with it being national fur baby pets, which are my family, fur kids day. I'm gonna do something with them later. Get them little treats and stuff. I may have something delivered and just, uh, it's weird because my fur kids love Disney Channel. So I get Disney Channel. I stream Disney Channel with uh, Roku, so they're worth the ten, twelve dollars. What is it, Disney? I think I've watched every. And it's kind of neat because I've realized a lot of movies either I watched them as a kid or I flip and don't remember. I don't remember watching Alice in Wonderland as a kid. I don't remember Snow White. Um, I don't remember really hardly anything of Pinocchio. I don't remember Bambi. I know of the characters, what they look like, but I don't remember the movies. And this is the truth, because I told therapists that I literally sit down and I'll, you know, my animals love cartoons, they always have, you know. My soul cat passed away special 
when he finally regained vision back in the one eye he had, that actually um, was able to um, rehabilitate. And he learned the TV. It was the first thing. I got a video of him just watching Disney Channel. And I'd set these little glow lights, this little machine, and creating this atmosphere of like being camped out watching TV. And I know it sounds goofy to some people, and that's fine, because you probably have human kids, and I never was able to realize that, even through um, infertility and that. I wasn't able to realize that. So these are my kids. And uh, this is the first time I'll say in a while, you can take the middle finger, you wrap it in mermaid wrapping paper, and you shove it, because, you know, these are my fur kids. This is my kids, and these are, they are my family. So, um, and I treat them with such, with everything I got, you know? I'll protect them with everything I got. Um, I take care of them. I, anything they need, I take care of them. Um, medical costs, special needs, I take care of them. But, um, sorry, I had to add the middle finger into that. <laughs> Maybe I should do. <laughs> no, I won't do damage. <laughs> I won't. Sorry, some things I'm passionate about. But for my soul cat, was special, that was like, I'm so glad he was able to realize to be able to see again, you know. I still can't talk about a lot of it. I still have things of his that I still cannot put away. Um, like his carrier, um, when I had to take him to vet and hold him and help him to pass. I just, I still, I still cannot move. I can't move things. It's just, and that's part of grieving. I'm learning. And instead of rushing, it's like I have to, I can't grieve, whatever. I'm allowing myself to go through all the emotions I want. Because that's the right way, the proper way to do it. And most importantly, the healthiest way. It's a healthy way, you know. Feel sorry for people who shut you down and not allow emotion and make you, make you think you can't feel in that. Ignore, avoid, evade. Because that's not okay. And that's not your kind of people. And you're allowed to feel whatever you want. And nobody has a God-given right, ask God. When you go to heaven, he'll tell you. Nobody has a right to tell you that you can't feel. It's so important to go through your emotions and feel. So important. That's like a podcast within itself. But um, it's going to be a me day. I'm just Because I know tomorrow is going to start with appointments and that and therapy and things. And it's going to be back to back to back. And uh, that's okay. I can handle it. But it's a good day. That's a good day. Sometimes you just got to take your rainy days. Not make it a rainy day, but make it a happy day, you know? And see through the rain and do things to make yourself happy. And uh, please don't let people bring you down. Last night I thought, okay, I had, you know, had a couple of little hiccups yesterday with Eric. It's going to be, no, no. The evening, and there's a repetitive pattern. I'm going to leave the podcast and end it here because I don't want to get into this and mix a good podcast about just good things and memories. I don't want to taint it. But um, all I gotta say is I went through security videos and that that I had for my therapist to pull any videos, as they said, that were very strange and odd, which would direct into the addictive mind frame and how the behavioral part with people who, um, with addiction and that. And I thought about something and I thought, you know, I was talking about soda, how he consumed all soda. And then I thought, wait a minute, there would be times when there would be like snack cakes on sale and I'm not a snack cake person maybe when I was younger and I was able to eat snack cakes there's two critical parts that I've realized with this one very extremely important critical part and some people who understand may have known how I was will put two and two together and go oh okay wow all right I would buy snack cakes and on sale they buy I wouldn't get one free or whatever whatnot um because Eric would you know 
I just played mother too much. That's the truth. Oh my gosh, I realized I was a mother. Oh, I was never a wife. I was 100%, uh, 24 hours, seven day a week mom. And my adult son came before me for too many years. I'm realizing that I'm stopping that pattern behavior because it's not, it's not okay. That's not being kind to myself. That's the truth. But uh, I buy snack cakes, buy one, get them free. And sometimes, you know, we buy snack cakes and sometimes you want to stock them, especially now. It's like, geez, with the price of food. So sometimes there will be like six boxes of snack cakes. Buy one, get one free. Three, and then you get three free. Now I'd put them in uh, Lazy Susan. I don't know why they call it Lazy Susan. Isn't that weird? I think like the part of the cabinet should be called the merry-go-round. You know what I mean? The food merry-go-round. Why do we call it Lazy Susan? Is it because Susan literally is that lazy that she can't put her hand on a cabinet door and open it up? So she just wants to push the door to make it swing around because she's that lazy? Lazy Susan? It's so corny. <laughs> Even Herbal Wet Redenbacher said, no, I'm not using that kind of corn in my recipe for this year. I don't think so. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't get it. so lazy, Susan. But I even remember every time I buy snack cakes, I'm like, you know, we go to grocery store and you buy some things and I'd put like pasta and things that I'd get like good. I could be a billionaire. I'd still be smart with my money. But that's just me. And some people are ruthless, you know, and it's image, image, buy, 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 image, image, image. Or keep it up with the Joneses and the Thompsons and whoever else. And their mother, brother, sister, cousin, whatever. You know, some people are like that. It's just a projected image. Oh, my God. People who do that are so not happy in their life. They're filling void with materialistic stuff. Should I put a quote down here? I found a really good quote. Oh, my gosh. So many people on podcasts and VIP talk about this. Oh, my gosh. Excess, 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 excess. I remember my birth father would say, yeah. And people who do that, it's like they'll take credit to pay credit to pay credit to pay credit to pay credit. Credit, excuse me. <laughs> I think he, he, you know he's right. He's right. Uh, but anyway, I just lost my train of thought. I literally just lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, snack cakes. Sorry. Eric would consume all the boxes of snack cakes, and I'm not joking, this is not a lie, within two or three days, maybe four. And I would know this because, and he would joke about it, but really, and I think about it with addiction is part of excess, as I'm told, and almost like an OCD behavior. Um, they'll hone in on something, and it's like, it's an addiction, you know, feed, 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 but caffeine is just as addictive as sugar, and the pop has a lot of stuff, and all that stuff has sodium, and um, everything is throwing you off, and you consume as much as he has in such a short amount of time, so you know, wonder why people don't think straight, and then it becomes a behavioral, you know, a visual, vision thing you're seeing with behavioral, it's connected, but the sugar's really bad, too. He would consume, like, three or four days, all these snack cakes, and I would know this because I'd go, there would be no wrappers I would find, which is weird, but I'd be like, where are the snack cakes? Or there'd be like a box left, and I'm like, you know, and then I'd get thrown off, and then I'd finally ask, like, well, did you eat all the snack cakes in less than a week? I'm like, Eric, there's like six, seven boxes at a time I'd have. He's like, yeah, well, I mean, they're there, so I'm going to eat them. That's a classic, it's a form of gaslighting also, is not acknowledging your behavior and knowing it's not right and using an excuse and then making the person swing it back like, oh, they're there, so why are you asking me this? You know what I mean? Making the person feel like they're stupid by asking or crazy they're asking. That's just part of gaslighting behavior. That's what I'm learning with therapy. But uh, 
first of all, it's not healthy. Second of all, it's not normal. And now I think about it, it's just part of addiction. It's just a crazy behavior, kind of like the soda, kind of like the monster drinks. Are you catching my drift, people who are dealing with people that you're around with addiction? No matter what it is, what, what addiction it is, because addiction can come in many ways, shapes, and forms. doesn't have to be substance. doesn't have to be alcohol. You know, there's all sorts of addictions. But you see the OCD pattern? The fill, 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 want, 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 up, 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 down, 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 excessive, excessive, excessive. It remind me, I told my therapist, you know, it, I know it's not like that. I mean, but I remember growing up in that is feeling that constant um, craving for sugar and sugar, sugar. And when I was going through, because um, I had a lot of childhood trauma, I'm not going to lie, and I'm not going to get into that part because there's things that are just private between me and my therapist. But um, I realized that sugar, and it wasn't like cake, it was just the sugar, it was the icing, it was the chocolate, it wasn't the cake, it was anything that was sugar. The more sugar, the better. I was feeding which is good serotonin, which I'm told is an, you know, a feel-good part chemical for the brain. I literally was told you were filling in your brain all the stress and anxiety and things and unhappiness and things you've gone through and trauma, you know, and filling it with sugar, which sugar is a, like a serotonin and it makes you feel good and that's why chocolate makes us feel good. And you were going through that and that's how you felt. So that's what you craved. Okay. I hope that people that were around that and understood that, that it wasn't because, you know, for any other reason, but it was a way for me to feel better because when you're not an adult and you're growing up in that, um, you don't know how to deal with anxiety and stress and sadness and that. You don't know any other way. That's why a lot of children I'm told, there's a lot of kids under 18 that are overweight, is because they feel a void and hurt and whatever they're going through, abandonment, neglect, whatever, or toxic or dysfunctional family environment. That These children, I'm told, will eat and eat and eat. It's not because they're hungry, but they're feeling this emptiness and it makes them feel happy. And they're going to go to anything that makes them feel happy. A child can't go into most where adults, you know, adults, some adults will smoke cigarettes some adults will over excess they'll shop they'll do materialistic spending like freaking crazy although they don't have the funds you think they would it's just a separate it's just filling a void okay um filling out unhappiness and not not dealing it's just not dealing with your problems it's not dealing with your problems that's the truth but when you're a child you can't do that you don't have a car you don't have a vehicle but you have access and i'm told that children have access to food and it could be anything and it gets to be, once they realize that the food makes them happy and it fills this void, they eat, neat, neat. And sometimes a parent or parents that are given this type of environment of dysfunction, they don't know how to say sorry. They don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to sit down with their child or children. So they'll let them eat and eat and eat and buy things and eat and eat. And then all of a sudden now you have a, a second problem. You have a problem with obesity, which is attached to many different types of chronic illness. And sometimes it can be lifelong illness, especially diabetes is one of them, contributed to diet. I realized when I was growing up and I was younger through my lifetime is when the times I was stressed and there was things going on and that is I would find any kind of chocolate and it was particular it had to be chocolate and that was just me because chocolate is chocolate let's think about it chocolate makes us feel good chocolate we see in chocolate makes us happy 
unless you don't like sweets, then it ain't gonna make you happy. And then usually those are people like sodium. You can see a bag of Doritos make them happy. They think it's like Christmas all over again. <laughs> but seriously, this is what I'm learning. And I, I really thought, wow, that's exactly what I was doing. It wasn't a particular, as they said, this wasn't like you sat down with the whole cake and you ate the whole cake and the cake part. You were very particular and you honed in on chocolate. Chocolate bar, chocolate icing, something chocolate on snack cake. The chocolate come off, but everything's saved. It's because you realize growing as a child and a teenager and adolescent that that chocolate was a chemical and it makes your brain feel good. And that was your way of dealing with what you're dealing with. If you make sense of that, and you're like me, and you were using as, as you know, let's say using, that sounds goofy, but you were, you know, food, chocolate, zoning in, to make you feel good and happy. If you continue doing that as an adult, wear yourself back and realize that. See, when I started becoming an adult in that, it was less and less and less and less, because I was told you found other outlets to fill sad times, dysfunction, you know, unhappiness, depression, anxiety, things, you know. You found other ways and means, other hobbies and projects and ways to occupy your time. But when you're a kid, you don't have access to a car, so you can't do this. You're limited. I get it now. I really do. And now it's like before going to oncology, and I'm going to leave it here before oncology, I realized I was going back to those sugar cravings. But it wasn't that I was like going through any, like the times I was, there was nothing going on. There was no sadness or anything that day. But I realized it was just a chemical hormone imbalance, really bad, especially the ovarian. People with ovarian cancer, ovarian tumors, you understand what I'm saying. Addison's would throw you out of whack too. So I get those same cravings. Um, and those are cravings that you can't control. So there's a difference, as I was told, between cravings you can control and cravings you can't control. And I'm learning with therapy is to recognize and know the difference. And if I don't, working with them to understand the difference if I'm questionable on it. But it's interesting, isn't it? You know? Um, it just all works together, right? But gotta take and get back to this you gotta no matter what you're going through in life you gotta take some time out for yourself you gotta make you number one personal life happy first you gotta take one day out of the week you gotta take some time out and you gotta take some time out for you because you're important and you can't let people's toxicity and negativity get to you you gotta move past it and if that means getting therapy getting help to get past you know that and to take hobbies and things to fill on unhappiness because uh, I'm realizing that life comes one time around and if you let people affect you and get to you especially if you deal with chronic illness um, you're given a green light and a right to take away your happiness the most important you're given a right to further damage your health and let's just face it that's never okay amen